first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Catherine, and today we'll be talking about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Christmas Story Christmas, the Santa Clauses, Transformers Earthspark, and Blue's Big City Adventure. First, we will be reviewing Black Panther Wakanda Forever with Benjamin. Hi, Benjamin. Hi. How are you? Um, good. 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 So what is uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever about? So, um, as I'm sure many people know, the lead of the first Black Panther movie, uh, Chadwick Boseman, passed away in 2020. Um, from cancer, a, a, near, a years-long battle with cancer. And so this whole movie, Black Panther 2, was sort of scrapped and rewritten for the most part um, to sort of deal with that sudden shift. Um, and so the beginning of this new movie sees Wakanda losing T'Challa, uh, who was played by Chadwick Boseman, a.k.a. the Black Panther, and, um, uh, and, and just immediately puts you in that morning uh, and Wakanda finds itself at the precipice of this very perilous era, because not only have they lost their leader and the Black Panther, so their their leader and their protector, um, they've also, if you don't remember, at the end of the first Black Panther, uh, they made the decision to open themselves up, basically, to the rest of the world and reveal, like, we are this technologically advanced, uh, vastly technologically advanced compared to the rest of the world's civilization and we've been sort of hiding under your nose for centuries um and we're going to open up these research centers and share our knowledge and our resources with the rest of the world uh and also there is we're still dealing with the after effects of um the events of the last two avengers movies where half the population was erased and then half the population was brought back um by the avengers so there's a lot going on in this movie Add on to that, uh, there's this new civilization in town called Talokan uh, that is similar to Wakanda. It's sort of an underwater Wakanda. Um, it has the same sort of uh, specificity, specificity of culture, and it has its own um, sort of belief system and... Also has the same kind of advanced technologies and uh, formidable defense. Uh, And they come to Wakanda's doorstep asking for help. And Wakanda is sort of trying to navigate these dangerous waters of where they find themselves. um, Just sort of on the world stage uh, and whether or not they will ally um, with this uh, powerful nation. Okay, so yeah, thank you for the. Uh, there's a lot going on here. There's yeah, there's so much. <laughs> so yeah, I've already seen it, uh, and so you know it's obviously a sequel. Uh, so do you recommend seeing the first one before watching this one, like since it's so different from the first one, or do you think that they should watch the first one to understand what's going on? I'm not sure even that's a that's a question I can even answer because we're so deep in the hole with these Marvel movies. There's like 15 of them you have to see. 
there's really no entry point anymore to mm-hmm. just like for newcomers. And I would not say this is the movie to start. Yeah. Uh, this is very much dictated by things that have happened in other movies or outside of the movies. I just watched the first one because it's amazing. I just rewatched it last yeah. weekend. I've seen that, must have seen that movie eight times, seven, eight times. And mm-hmm. it is fantastic, uh, which I wouldn't say this movie quite is. So. All right. So who had the best performances and how was the acting? Ooh, everybody's good in this movie. <laughs> I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Angela Bassett was really great. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she just has some pretty crushing, uh, a couple pretty crushing monologues. And I feel like it's nice to have her there because uh, it, it, it's nice to just have someone who's been around a little bit longer. And so mm-hmm. there's like more weight in having them on screen and then add on to that. I mean, she's playing, she gets some of the best material in the movie because her character is in such a unique position because she has uh, incurred like all this loss. And so a lot of this is her dealing with it. My favorite performance though is Winston Duke as M'Baku because this guy is just so funny. He's so funny. Mm -hmm. Everything he does in this movie. uh, But I was also, Winston Duke, he doesn't make a, he doesn't make this guy a a punchline, I thought. there's enough sort of notes of kind of, because this movie is ultimately pretty, uh, pretty dark and sort of defined by tragedy. Um, and I thought that that was a performance that sort of brought some levity, but is also aware of the movie uh, that he's in. I thought Lupita was great. I love Okoye played by Denai Guerrera. Um, no, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know how I feel about where Black Panther goes from here for obvious reasons Uh, and this movie kind of addresses that but I think the people like the main cast they have is uh pretty outstanding yeah I can agree with that I mean honestly all of the actors were incredible in that movie and it was definitely a bit darker than some of the other I think Marvel movies um so what uh age range and star rating do you give it and then where can we find it um, I've been thinking about this a lot. I give Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think in my written review, I gave it a three. I think now, asking me now, I would give it two and a half. I mm. think it is, it just has so much going on. And there's certain things it can't help but address. But it is, it is two hours and 41 minutes. And I still, I felt like equally exhausted and like certain things just didn't develop. And it's unfortunate. Um, yeah. It's not it's not a disaster by any means. And Ryan Coogler, the director, I still just think really knows how to make a movie. I know that that, that sounds doesn't sound like much, but he and he knows how to make like a blockbuster, especially and bring some soul into it and some and a lot of emotion. Oh, and age rating, I would give this I'd say fourteen to eighteen. No, let's say fourteen to eighteen. Because there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of there's just there's a heavy, uh, the heaviness to this movie that hasn't been the case with the others. Um, and I think that's important to be cognizant of. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you very much. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about A Christmas Story Christmas, The Santa Clauses, Transformers Earthspark, 
and Blue's Big City Adventure. And right now we will be reviewing Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Hidden Adventures with Gianna. Hi, Gianna. Hi, Catherine. So what is this show about? Um, this interactive episode is about Darius, Kenji, Brooklyn, Yasmin, Ben, Sammy, all the characters. And they are in the aftermath of a storm that happened on the island. And basically, they have no food, obviously no shelter. And the dinosaurs also have no food. So, like, the dinosaurs are, like, trying to eat everything they find. So, they have to escape the dinosaurs. And they have to find some food as well. And we have to help them make safe decisions and direct them to some food that us, I'll, like, say scientists hidden. <laughs> so... So what do you think makes this season or I guess this episode different and more interactive? Well, you get to choose what the characters do and what happens next. So that's different from anything you would really like watch because you can't really like choose what happens next and decide what they do. So like basically like when they're like stuck at like a moment and they don't know what to do. Like, something will pop up on your screen, and it'll give you two options, whether to do this option or this option, and you choose one. And if something goes wrong, then a a little character will pop up, and you will get to try again the other way that will work. Oh, so that's really interesting. Uh, So it's, like, interactive, and you get to choose everything that they do. I know Netflix has tried to make a couple of those shows, but I don't know if they've been that popular. So do you think that this show will become more popular, or do you think that it might... I feel it, it will be more popular towards younger audiences than older audiences because it's more, I wouldn't, it's not like really a childish thing, but I feel like kids over 12 might not enjoy it as much kids, as much as kids like five, six, seven, as those ages. So I think it'll be popular amongst like younger children. All right. So that's really cool. Um, so what do you think that the animation was like, and do you think that it's improved from other seasons? Um, I want to say that it improved because it looks the same as the other seasons, which I like. So mm-hmm. the, the animation w- is already good. So I'm glad they didn't change anything that make it worse. It would, it would be good if they made it better, but they did it. And I also like that dinosaurs they i don't think like the animations or anything is supposed to look realistic it's supposed to look cartoonish and that's what i like about it yeah i feel like it's always fun when they take a show and turn it into animation form just maybe to make it appealing to new audiences and make Mm -hmm. it more playful and they have so much more freedom i feel like Mm -hmm. what do you think the message of this episode is the message of this episode is that if you argue, you won't get anything done. And basically, you just need to compromise and work together because where we come in, they're all they're like always arguing and they can't come to a decision that's either a life or death situation or it's a, it's a crucial decision that could affect the whole episode. Mm-hmm. So I think we help them work together and compromise to a good decision. All right, so did you get to try out all of the options, like all of the choices that you could make, or did you just follow a path? I actually did, like, a couple of different paths. I actually um died. Like, oh. the characters, like, died a couple of times. <laughs> so I had to, like, redo it. But 
Yeah, it was pretty fun the whole time. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what do you think that the acting was like? And, like, how do you think they accomplished it with having to do so many different scenarios? I actually think this this is, like, really cool because the actors have to record it not only the times where they, like, mess up and they have to, like, record it again. They have to do it two times, one scenario and another scenario. And I think that's really cool. And I think every line they delivered was delivered well. And, yeah, they just did a great job overall. Mm-hmm. Would you ever look forward to maybe another interactive episode? Definitely. This was really fun. Yeah, that's great. So, what age range and star rating do you give Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Hidden Adventures? <laughs> I give it a four out of five stars and recommend it to ages five to 12. And then, where can we find it? You can actually watch this now on Netflix. All right, that's super fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Catherine. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Black Panther Wakanda Forever and Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Hidden Adventures. Next up, I will be interviewing Peter Billingsley for Christmas Story Christmas. 
Hi everyone, it's Catherine from Kids First, reporting live on the red carpet at the Chicago Cultural Center for the advanced screening of the highly anticipated and long-awaited HBO Max movie, A Christmas Story Christmas, the follow-up to the classic Christmas movie, A Christmas Story. In this movie, Peter Billingsley plays Ralphie, who is all grown up and returns to give his kids a magical Christmas like the one he had as a child. It looks like the cast and crew are coming down the cover right now. Let's go talk to them. So first off, thank you so much for bringing such like an amazing follow-up to the classic Christmas movie that we all love. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so what was your best Christmas present uh, since the Red Rider Air Rifle? Yeah, well, I was lucky I got to keep that from the set. Really? They gave me one with a plaque on it, so That's I still so cool. have it. It was kind of hard to top that gift, mm -hmm. but, you know, embarrassingly, I think my most coveted gift was a metal detector. <laughs> Those things you sweep on the ground, I thought I was going to find buried treasure. Uh, and that never happened, so. Can always dream. <laughs> Can always dream. You are right about that. Yeah. So, was it more fun to work on a set, like, based in the 40s or the 70s? Well, 70s is pretty cool. Um, I mean, I think as kids, the 40s was fun because the cars were old. They were able to source a lot of those. I think the great thing about both of them is there's no cell phones. So you can have scenes where kids are just out playing. You can have plot devices where people can't get a hold of each other, which is fun. So I, I love doing period movies, I think, for those reasons. And plus just the costumes in the 70s are period that sort of loved and hated both the yeah. flashy colors the <laughs> sort of brightness the size of the colors we had a lot of discipline in this one but we show off a little bit yeah honestly i think it is also really fun to you know explore a time that's different than we're all familiar to especially kids because seeing kids and you know different time periods it's always really interesting because it's so different yeah for sure and i think like the things that you did what the toys were how you played mm -hmm. how you dealt with things how you even communicated yeah. It just kind of makes the storytelling a little bit richer and gives you more options. It does. So, you know, uh, there were a lot of iconic things in this movie. So what was it like to revive some of those iconic moments from the original movie? It was fun. I think also, you know, you want to be careful. You want to be disciplined to not solely rely on that, right? It'd be easy to go back to just the gags. But we knew there was some stuff that fans wanted to see. So, you know, the bunny suit makes a small appearance. <laughs> makes a very minimal cameo, I would say, uh, and a couple of others as well. And if you stay through the credits in the movie, you'll see there's some, we kind of show you some things that we also lined up. Yeah, I think it's really great because you, you don't rely completely on the original, right. but you can still, you know, have like those little gags. Yeah, I think it's fun. And I think also, you know, in, in some ways, the fun callbacks for the characters and where are they now? Yeah. What's the dynamic between Flick and Schwartz? probably pretty similar yeah. you know when your kids like that and your friends and you have that dynamic it often stays throughout life yeah so you brought back like a lot of the original cast so what yeah. was it like to reunite after all those years it was so cool it was really important to us to bring the entire original kid cast back it was something that you know I don't think if we could have done that we would have wanted to move forward with the movie and so fun to think about okay where's Scott Farkas now yeah said, where's fucking Schwartz where's Randy mm -hmm. you know at these times in their lives where's Grover Dale uh, and so it was a lot of fun, and fun for them to have a chance to weigh in in terms of who their who their characters were. For sure, it, I, I always enjoy like seeing movies where they have like a sequel. Maybe it's far farther in the future, but you see the same characters. Yeah, we might we might have broken the record on this one in 39 years. I don't know yeah. what's been longer with the same cast. It's been so long, yeah. yeah. And so we were speaking of you know iconic things uh, earlier. So. You know, do you happen to own like uh, the leg lamp or like the bunny suit? And then did you drink Ovaltine at the craft services? 
Um, well, yeah, so I was lucky that my mom kept some memorabilia from the movie. Yeah. So I actually do have the bunny suit. It was the only one ever made. It's in a humidity-controlled yeah. vault. Yeah. Because it's actually now become valuable, but at the time, nobody knew. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was any old teen on the set. No, we never <laughs> saw it. I was more of a Yoo-Hoo kid, I think, growing mm -hmm. up, mm -hmm. and like a Nestle Quick. Yeah. And, of course, a Hershey syrup. Yeah. And then, finally, is Christmas your favorite holiday? Yeah, well, yeah Christmas and Fourth of July, but <laughs> Christmas nudges it out a little bit. I just love it. I love just that feeling you get on Christmas morning. There's kind of nothing like it, and I think yeah. as tough as the lead-up can be to it or things going wrong, there's just something magical about Christmas Day. Christmas is just so magical, it and is. this movie really captures it. it, you know? Oh, thank you. Yeah, Appreciate well, thank it. you so much for talking thank with me. Thank you for the time. It's great to yeah, meet you. Yeah, pleasure to meet you, too. Yeah. Thank you. I've had an absolutely amazing time at the Chicago Cultural Center tonight. Make sure to watch A Christmas Story Christmas when it comes out on HBO Max, November 17th, 2022. You don't want to miss it. This is Catherine reporting for Kids First. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Transformers Earth Spark and Blue's Big City Adventure. Right now we're switching over to review of The Santa Clauses with Kayla and Ari. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? Great. How are you? Good. I'm doing good, yeah. How about you? Good. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with Kayla. So what is this show about? Well, it's about family, friends, and it's definitely a fantasy movie. I love it because of its message and I love uh, all the characters, of course. That's great. So Ari, do you think that existing fans will like this show? Because the Santa Claus has had three prior movies. So do you think that existing fans will enjoy this show as well? I think they will. As um, a Santa Claus fan myself, I really enjoyed this. So, um, yeah, I think um, most fans will really like this, especially that um, Scott Cap Tim Allen's back, too. Um, and just so many wonderful characters, too. That's really great to hear. So, Kayla, do you think that it would have been better to be maybe a movie or do you like it in the form of a show? I do like it in the form of a show because in each show there is a cliffhanger and I definitely think that that makes fans watch them more, which uh, is great for the film or show, of course. Yeah, I always feel like it's great when shows have cliffhangers so you always want to watch more and then I find myself too many episodes in than I should be. <laughs> exactly. All right, so... Uh, Ari, what was your favorite part or maybe your favorite episode of the show and why? Um, my favorite part, I would say like, um, I would say like the special effects, you know, used to enhance Christmas spirit. Cause I love when like Scott and his other elf, Noel, um, they're flying above the houses and it just looks so magical. Um, I don't know. I like both episodes I saw were really great. They were they were amazing. That's good to hear. I'm excited to see it for sure. All right. So, Kayla, what do you think the message of this series is? Oh, well, I think the message is probably that magic is real if you believe it in the end. And I also think that if you need to focus on your health and family, don't think twice about it. 
I totally get that. You know, that's really great that it focuses on Christmas, but it also focuses on a major part of Christmas, you know, family. Exactly. All right. So, Ari, what do you think that the actors, like the performances were? How do you think that the actors did and who had your favorite performance? The actors did absolutely amazing. I loved how, like, they also um, join in to enhance the magic of Christmas. I say um, Scott Calvin, Tim Allen, I think he gave the best performance because he brought back every single little detail of Scott and Santa Claus himself. I absolutely loved how, like, he still has, like, all the magic going on. And, yeah, he. I'd say he gave the best performance, in my opinion. I love when returning characters or characters from old movies or old series come back and it's really just not like kind of a breath of fresh air, but it's also familiar because you love to see your favorite characters and, you know, they're back again. Exactly. So Ari was mentioning the special effects. So Kayla, what do you think about the special effects? Oh, I think they're fantastic. That is actually one of the best parts of the of the show because I love it when uh, Santa just comes down from that uh, chimney and he just slips right in, even though it's his big belly. <laughs> wow, that's really great. You know, I think that special effects, especially now, they're expected to be really good and it's. I'm glad that it got up to the expectations yeah so first Ari what do you think the age range and star rating is uh, like what do you give it um I give the Santa Clauses five out of five stars and I recommend it for ages 10 to 18 plus adults and then Kayla what do you give uh Santa Clauses for star rating and age range I would definitely say five out of five stars, and I would actually say five to 18 plus adults. That's great to hear that you guys really loved it. Um, I'm also curious, where can you find this show? Oh, well, it's on Disney Plus now. It was available on November 16, 2022. All right. Thank you so much for talking with me. Of course. You're welcome. Let's take a break. I'm Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Catherine, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about our Christmas story Christmas and the Santa Clauses. Next up, we're reviewing Transformers Earthspark with Madeline. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. So what is this show about? So it's about this girl, Mo, and her brother, Robbie, that just moved from Philly to a small town, Whitwicky. And Robbie does not like his new life in Whitwicky. He thinks it's too boring and he doesn't even have any friends there. So he decides to bike back to Philly and he, with his sister, Mo, traveling behind him. And he finds himself in the middle of a robot Transformers war. In the middle of the war, he gets kicked off the bridge that he is on and finds himself falling down the hill with his little sister, Mo. When they fall down the hill, they find a cave. And inside the cave are the first Earthborn Transformers. Wow, so this is definitely like a new, uh, I guess, reboot of Transformers. So that's a lot of fun for existing fans and, of course, new fans. So why should uh, people watch this new show? Well, it has returning favorites such as Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. And it has new friends like Thrash, which... um, is one of the Earthborn Transformers. And the battle between the Transformers and the, I think it's Autobots, mm-hmm. is kind of ended. But and there's new villains, there's new characters, and there's a new twist on Transformers, really. I'm really intrigued because, you know, I'm a fan of the Transformers movies, so... This is kind of exciting to have something new and fresh because we haven't seen anything about the yeah. you know Transformers recently. So what was the voice acting like? The voice acting was amazing because, as I mentioned, they were falling down a hill, Robbie and Mo, and their grunts and groans sounded real, like they were actually experiencing it. And there were so many other little things that really helped the movie bloom into life. I'm really glad that, you know, they almost have like method acting or it sounds like it's method acting. Instead, it's just in a studio and they're pretending that they're falling off of a cliff. Yeah, it's really interesting to also see that process, like to see them record their lines and make all of the you know noises that they need to make to make the uh 
like the film or the movie uh, or the show, like what it is. And it was pretty amazing because it was on Zoom and it sounded like it was recorded in a studio. Oh, wow. They must have had some really good microphones. Yeah. So you actually went to the red carpet and interviewed the cast and crew of the show. So can you ex- uh, can you share what that experience was like? Well, it was amazing because I got to go in Paramount Plus Studios and I got to interview all these stars. And I even saw, I didn't get an interview, but the CEO of Paramount Plus. So it was a really fun experience. And I just really hope that I'll be invited by Paramount Plus again. It's always so cool. What Can I ask you, was that your first a red carpet event? No, I think it may be my third or fourth. Wow. So yeah, it's always so fun to just go to the red carpets and experience everything and then also meet the people behind the voices and behind even the whole production uh, in real life. It's always so interesting. Yeah. So what did you think about the animation? Well, the animation was really good at with the movie as well. If It looks like if you just snapped a screenshot of their hair. It looked like real hair. And the Transformers looked like something that you could just take a photo of in real life. That's really cool. It's really great that they make stuff so realistically now. Like the progress of all of the animation that's been happening. It's really almost insane, you know? Yes. Yeah, it is. So what do you think the message is? Well, the message of the story is fitting in and finding where you belong. And I think it's a really great message because in the very beginning of the story, the Transformers, the new Earthborn ones, didn't really know where their place was. They didn't even know what to transform into. Mm -hmm. So I think... The message is really important because in the very end of the series, um, it just, the Transformers found where they belong. They tr- they found what they could trans- transform into is really cool. Yeah, it's always a great message of finding yourself and things that really make you, you know, want to find yourself, I guess. <laughs> So what age range and star rating do you give it? And then where can we find it? Well, um, the age range would be probably 5 to 18 plus adults. And um, the star rating would probably be 5 out of 5. And you can find it on Paramount Plus. And it came out on November 11th. All right. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you for talking with me. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Blue's Big City Adventure. And right now we are switching to Madeline's red carpet interviews with the cast and crew of Transformers Earthshock. I'm Madeline reporting for Kids First, live from the red carpet here at Paramount Studios in Hollywood. Join me as I meet the talent from Transformers Earthspark, a new series on Paramount+. Plus. 
Hello. Hi. Ant Ward, executive producer, what is your inspiration of making the new Transformers? Well, I've been a lifelong Transformers fan. So, I mean, I, as soon as I got the opportunity to work on Transformers, I jumped on it. Uh, what's really exciting about this Transformers and what really inspired us is we're telling a whole new story with a whole new group of bots, and as well as the legacy bots that we're all used to. You are one of the first Transformer robots born on Earth. How do you feel to begin a new legacy? I'm really excited about it. I love being Twitch. She's a really fun, sweet character. And I think it's really cool that they're introducing new robots. And I'm super, super excited to bring her to life. How do you relate to your character? Bumblebee is very relatable. Bumblebee is a mentor. He's trying to teach this next generation. He, unlike the rest of the Autobots, his voice cracks sometimes. Sometimes he's a little uncertain of what he should do, how to teach. Uh, and I can relate to that. I'm a dad, I have kids, I'm not always certain what I do. Uh, my voice cracks sometimes too, so that's how I can relate to Bumblebee. How do you find your inspiration for this character? Oh man, uh, this is, you know, uh, I think that um, I, I've always enjoyed evil characters since I was a kid. You know, like those Darth Vader-y kind of characters or those Venom-y kind of characters. And so for years I was always practicing that very low voice, something like this. And so that's where that's where Soundwave comes from. Traitor! Things like that, you know. Hi! You play Robbie in this film. How did you prepare for this role? A great question. Thanks so much for asking that. So obviously I play a boy in the show, so I made my, you know, uh, physicality a little bit different. I actually kind of kind of brought that into my wardrobe today, you know, wearing pants, things that make me feel a little bit heavier. My dad's also from Philly, so I would kind of take on his characteristics so as well. Who is your favorite Transformer and why? And here I am saying all these positive things about science, and I'm going to be honest and say my favorite one was Megatron, because as a performer, the villains always a little bit more fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. I think I'd have to be Grimlock. He's a Dinobot. I think he's, he's one of these guys here. I can't quite look at my chest, but uh, he's really cool. He's like ferocious, but he's fierce, and he's really brave. Besides Bumblebee, I am a fan of Optimus Prime, but secretly, I also always liked Soundwave. Kind of like bad guys. I like the villains, and Soundwave always was interesting to me. How does it feel to be a villain? It's it's kind of great. There is something fun about being a villain. You kind of get to let, let all of your anger out in that moment. You know, you ever have one of those days where you just need to shake off something off? And So if you could yell at somebody in the craziest voice ever, you would do it. <laughs> if I ask one more question? If you could be any Transformer other than Soundwave, who would you be? Oh my goodness. Everybody's so good in the show. This is such a hard one. I, I, I love them all. I, but, you know... Uh, obviously, Optimus Prime or Megatron are like amazing. Uh, Starscream is one of one of my favorites, and he was uh, played by Charlie Adler when I was a kid, and he's awesome. So that's probably I think that would probably be the one I'd want to do. I think I would be Bumblebee. Like Bumblebee's so awesome, very reliable. I, I just you know, as a as a college student, you know, you you gotta get, go with someone you trust, and I trust Bumblebee 100%. So I gotta go with that. I'm really I really like Alita One. I like that she's one of the few female Transformers, and she's actually really strong and gets things done, which I love that about her. Um, if I could be any other one, I don't know, maybe Starscream. Like, oh, I love Bumblebee. 
Bumblebee's super cool. I love Bumble Bumblebee's energy, and um, I think that would be a fun that would be a fun bond. Uh, I just think Bumblebee would be the most fun. Uh, I think that Bumblebee is hilarious and fun, and has a great attitude about life. Thank you for joining me on the red carpet, and thank you to all the talent from Transformers Earthspark, a new series from Paramount Plus. I'm Madeline Report for Kids First. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel to keep informed about my videos and those of my team. Bye from Hollywood. Let's take a break. I'm Catherine and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Transformers Earthspark. Next up, Tiana will be interviewing Josh De La Cruz and Donovan Patton for Blue's Big City Adventure. Hello everyone, I'm Tiana Summers reporting for Kids First, and today I'm speaking with Mr. Josh De La Cruz and Mr. Donovan Patton about Blue's Big City Adventures. You will recognize Mr. Josh as the current host of Blue's Clues and You, and Mr. Donovan as the former host of Blue's Clues. Welcome to our show. I'm well, how are you? I'm doing great, super excited to talk to you about this amazing movie. I loved it. Oh, thank you. Great. Yes. So, Mr. Josh and Blue's Big City Adventures, Josh and Blue travel from Storybook World to New York City for Josh's audition of a lifetime for a big Broadway musical. With so many similarities to your own life, such as moving from Dubai to the United States and following your own dreams of being on Broadway, what was it like to tape a film like this? Uh, it was surreal. I had always wanted to be on Broadway, and, you know, I was fortunate enough that 
everything lined up and cre- created this opportunity that then I was then prepared for to do it. Uh, but I never thought that I would ever be in a, a feature film or that I would ever be in, uh, in on TV. And so getting to do this was incredible. I got to be live on in New York City with actual New Yorkers. And I got to do it with some of my best friends like Donovan Patton, Steve Burns. Um, I got to work with amazing people like um, B.D. Wong, hugely influential in my life, uh, Taboo, um, Ali Stroker, um, so, some amazing people. And then, you know, it, it, it's, I, I, I don't know if I can quite describe it. It's, I'm just really thankful and I'm, I'm really honored. And I think that that was my big takeaway after uh, rapping and I'm, I'm just ready for people to see it. Yeah, that's amazing. It's like your own biopic musical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Mr. Donovan, since the 2006 original series of Blue's Clues, it was one of your first major TV roles and I would imagine how major the audition was at the time. How did Josh's journey performing the doing the audition of the lifetime in the Big Apple, okay, New York, resonate with you? Oh, it's 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 so much fun to watch, um, and it's so much fun to be a part of because I think Josh and I both share the the history of like I'm I remember moving to New York uh, when I when I first gave like a really big swing at being an actor. I went to, I moved to New York with the intention of going to acting school and then I did. And I remember to this day, like I was standing on 54th Street outside of my acting school, just looking down the street. And I was overwhelmed that that was actually happening to me. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people who go after their dreams, um, there's, there's that moment uh, uh, where you might just, it clicks in and realizes that like all of that hard work, all of those intentions, all of those dreams are possible and they're happening. And, uh, you know, so you get to see uh, something of a story where that happens, you know, in a Blue's Clues way, in a Blue's Clues world. But, but yeah, I connected to that big time because, because I lived that myself. And uh, it's just such an honor, like Josh said, to, to be able to, to go there and do that. And, and, and you want to pinch yourself in some of those moments because you're like, we're actually doing this. This is really happening. And oh my gosh, it's a lot of fun. And then you watch it later and you're like, it looks like it was a lot of fun because it's just, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it comes through. So, Mr. Josh, in this film, it's taped on location. I love that it captures the true spirit of New York City from the busyness to the jumbotrons to Times Square and the street performers, the pretzels, so many different things that are just New York. What was your favorite thing or experience that was included in the film and why? Oh, gosh. Um, there are so many. Uh, in, in all honesty, there are so many. Um, uh, a couple things jump out at me. The fact that we got to film uh, a portion of the movie at Bethesda Fountain. And Bethesda Fountain uh, has a huge significance to me because that's where I proposed to my wife. And uh, it was um, it was one of the most magical moments. And, and the only thing that comes close to that is getting to film this movie on location right there, because I would not, I know for a fact, I would not have gotten this job had it not been for, uh, for my wife, Amanda, and um, the strangely viral video that my friends are responsible for um, that circulated Nickelodeon uh, during casting of, of proposing to her. So uh, that was definitely really, really special. And again, it's, you know, I, I just walk away with a lot of gratitude and um, hu- being hungry for more. 
uh, that's, yeah. How about you, Dono? That was a fun thing to watch because I, was, I wasn't in that scene, but I got to hang back and watch. And, and you got to see in real time the impact that you have on people because people would just be walking around in New York City. You can't stop like pedestrian traffic there. And so I got to, you know, I got to watch people as their jaws hit the ground being like, oh my gosh, is that Josh? Is that Josh? And then they would, you know, it was just, it was, and then, and then you see what he can do. Oh my gosh, dude can sing and dance in ways that I could only dream of doing. Um, and, and so it's, it's really fun to watch him do that. It's amazing to watch people who are really good at something do it. You know what I mean? And, uh, and he gets to in this, in this movie and, uh, and it was fun to be a part of. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Cruz and Mr. Patton for speaking with me today. Be sure to join Blue's Big City Adventures starting November 18th, 2022 on Paramount+. Plus. That's all for this interview for Kids First. Make sure to like and subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our next reviews or interviews. Again, I'm Tia Thurman. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, Hidden Adventures, A Christmas Story Christmas, the Santa Clauses and Blue's Big City Adventure. Right now, we're switching over to Tiana's interview with B.D. Wong and Brianna Bryan about Blue's Big City Adventure. Hello, everyone. I'm Tiana Sermons reporting for Kids First, and today I'm speaking with Miss Brianna Bryan, the voice of Rainbow Puppy, and Mr. B.D. Wong, who plays himself as the in-movie casting director, about their new project, Blue's Big City Adventures. So, Ms. Bryan, you get to voice the fun and lovable Rainbow Puppy. And in this film, she's trying to fulfill her own dream of showcasing her first Broadway musical. And she knows exactly what she wants. As one of the newer characters, what do you think people will come to love about her? I think, actually, that intro was perfect. <laughs> she knows exactly what she wants. I think that's something huge for a character, especially a new character, to come in and be that confident. So I think um, that would translate, I would hope. Um, I think following her dreams and actually knowing what she wants is amazing, but doing it is another thing. So I think um, just watching her live through that and process through it and the ups and downs of what that entails, I think all of that hopefully will be a lesson. Yeah, so it's definitely a huge lesson, and I adore Rainbow Puppy's drive and her confidence in following her dreams. Thank you. Of course. So, Mr. Wong, during the audition process, your character in Rainbow Puppy had so many amazing talent that auditioned, but none of them were who Rainbow Puppy saw as the star of her show. What advice would you give to people who are auditioning and have talent, but may be denied for they're not what's being looked for? Oh, that's great. You know, I think that the, even even though it's just a movie, I think that the process of auditioning is um, one that not a lot of people know a, a whole lot about people at home, you know, that don't know about actors and what their lives are like. And to see the the way that it works with people kind of coming in and out and and the process of the conversations that happen between the creative team on the table and at sitting at the table is important to understand actually, and to understand that sometimes it's not about personally you, your your feelings or, or, or to be taken personally, that the creative team has a whole list of things that it's looking for and that um, um, a Rainbow Puppy is, is saying, you know, I, I, I know that, that I have a certain kind of person in mind and I haven't um, yet seen that person and, and I wanna pick the right person for my project. Um, 
to for an actor to understand that it's it that's part of the process that sometimes you get picked and sometimes you don't is super important because it will help you to continue to be patient and also to be diligent and strong and resilient and and to um to keep going because it is a, as as many people I'm sure know it is very competitive and difficult business to be in and so anything that can show uh somebody that there's hope for you at, but there's also a reality that it's 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 a long process to get a job is 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 important I think for young people yeah I agree. Oh, go ahead. And just for one last question, since we're running out of time, Miss Brian, this film is all about big dreams and following them. And this is Rainbow Puppy's first appearance in a Blues Clues film, which actually happened to have all three Blues Clues hosts, Josh, Steve, and Joe. So how epic was it taping with them? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So there's a lot to this. Um, the t short answer, it's always epic if you ever get to do anything like this. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, the experience for me was actually completely different than probably most people think, though. I was nowhere close to New York. Um, I was actually all the way on the West Coast after everything. I'm pretty sure it was done. <laughs> so for me, it was more of seeing what they had created and the magic behind it and then trying to find a way to fit in as best as possible in a way that made it feel very believable and a part of the story. And I think um, hopefully we accomplished that. I think we've been getting some pretty good feedback, so I'm, I'm proud of it so far. But yeah, my experience was in the studio solo. So I was using my imagination. When they say to use your imagination, that's what it means. You know, the director and the and Rainbow Puppy have a very collaborative relationship in this movie. And, and Brianna and I just met like an hour and a, and a half ago um, for the first time because we never really were on the set together at the same time because she was, like she said, in the studio after after the movie was shot. So that's just movie magic and, and part of it. But um, we did enjoy kind of this spirit uh the spirit of having a collaborative relationship and now we're actually enjoying actually being together and talking yeah. to each other getting to know each other in a way that we would already know each other if we really had made the movie mm -hmm. the way non-animated characters exactly. might make a movie yeah. <laughs> yeah that's amazing it sounds like so much fun even though it was solo that sounded absolutely amazing and it turned out to be an amazing movie i absolutely loved it Oh, great. Thank We're you. so happy. We're happy to hear that. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for speaking with me. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck to you, Scar. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. B.D. Wong and Ms. Brianna Bryan for speaking with me today. Look for Blue's Big City Adventures available on Paramount Plus starting November 18th, 2022. Again, I'm Tian Thurman. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First film critic team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. I'm Catherine reporting for Kids First. See you later. Bye. Thank 
you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.